Little Theatre, Go Big with the Bard. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Carlo Little Theatre have been resting now for some time, thanks to social restrictions. But last week they returned to live performance, and boy, did they come back in style. The Drama Society had never performed William Shakespeare before, and members thought that this would be an ideal time for them to put on pieces selected from four of the Bard's plays. A lovely idea was made even better when it was decided to use the beautiful gardens of the Delta Centre as their stage. As a group, we'd never done Shakespeare. We thought that this would be a great opportunity for us to get back out there, to perform in front of an audience and in the open air too, said Paul Dunn, one of the actors. Called Shakespeare in Pieces, it was directed by Michael Summers and featured excerpts from Macbeth, Julius Caesar, Romeo and Juliet and The Merchant of Venice. The pieces were performed in different parts of the Delta Centre's gardens, interspersed with monologues from other plays. The crowd was limited to just 50 people, so there was an intimate atmosphere, especially given the location. Almost 20 actors took place, including members of Carlow Regional Youth Service, who brought a different dynamic to the scene. There's another chance to see Shakespeare in Pieces on the 11th and 12th of September. Tickets costing €6 are sold at the door on a first-come, first-served basis. Burris Literary Festival goes off without a hitch. Article by Elizabeth Lee. The Burris Festival of Writing and Ideas went ahead recently, complete with antigen tests, masks, social distancing rules, COVID-19 passports, and of course, lots and lots of writers. It was pretty difficult to do, but I must say it was wonderful to have everyone here for the weekend, said organiser Hugo Jellett after the event. The annual literary festival, which takes place in Boris House, usually attracts speakers from all over the world, while visitors flock to the landed estate from all over Ireland. But the 2021 festival had to focus on Irish speakers, including President Michael D. Higgins, who was interviewed by Sir David Putnam. It was really great to have the President here. We were delighted with how eloquent he was. He was accompanied by his wife Sabina and his staff. It was a big step for the Oris and his staff for him to come down here, added Hugo. The weekend festival, which began on Friday the 20th of August, saw speakers such as John Banville, Professor Luke O'Neill, Sinead Gleeson and Sebastian Barry appear. Retired state pathologist Dr Mary Cassidy was in conversation with crime writer Liz Nugent, while she was also spotted in the audience when film director Jim Sheridan spoke about his documentary on Sophie Toscan de Plantier. A particularly timely piece, and a highlight for those who heard it, was poet Nick Laird reading a poem about the death of his father from COVID-19. There wasn't a single person who heard it who wasn't moved by it, said Hugo. The Burris Shindig was the only literary festival to go ahead in real life this year after getting permission from Carlow County Council, along with financial support from the Leader Programme and from the local Arts Office. It was a hard decision to make, but Carlow County Council put their head above the parapet. I'm very pleased that they did, and the Arts Office have been brilliant too. We're planning next year, and we've already booked Margaret Atwood. We'll be back in the saddle, ready to go, concluded Hugo. Fascinating nature walk and talk along the River Barrow. Article by Michael Tracy.
Nature lovers were given a treat recently with a fascinating walk and talk along the River Barrow in Carlow Town. Environmental educator Molly Aylesbury runs Bare Necessities, a company that works in outdoor education and teaches sustainability. During the recent Heritage Week, she guided a group of people along the Barrow Track in Carlow Town, bringing them on a talk about wildflowers. It was a great day, the weather was absolutely glorious, I got a little bit of sunburn, she said. Although the All-Ireland Hurling final led to a few late cancellations, a group of 12 took part, which led to a fascinating few hours along the gorgeous barrow in Carlow Town. On the walk, the group spied the usual suspects of plants and weeds, including the much maligned ragwort, but also some new discoveries. Molly has been doing the walk for Heritage Week for four years now, but it was her first time to come across amphibious bistort, a knotweed that can survive in water and land, and also red bartizia, a plant which encourages wildflower growth. There was also a discovery of some very noisy grasshoppers. We could hear them all the way along, said Molly. There were a lot of them and the kids were completely enraptured. Molly grew up with a love of plants and the folklore thanks to her granddad Seamus Murphy. Speaking of her goal for the walk, Molly said, I would hope people would reconnect with nature. They say it only takes three generations for knowledge to be lost. There are so many stories around them. I am 31 and there are few people I know who know about it. Her stories are based on Irish folklore and how certain wildflowers, plants and weeds can be eaten or used for medical purposes. There was a great atmosphere on the walk with participants recalling their own experiences of the various species. It is planned to run a similar walk and talk along the River Burren next Sunday the 5th of September. Details will be posted on the Bear Necessities Facebook page. Funchin says school transport system is not fit for purpose. Article by Michael Tracy. School transport is adding to the stress of local families as they scramble to make arrangements, according to local TD Kathleen Funchin. Sinn Féin launched proposals that would see an additional 17,000 seats funded on the school transport scheme in the next academic year and the elimination of fees over a five-year government term. The Sinn Féin deputy said, The school transport scheme is an essential service catering for 114,000 children daily, but each year the service is substantially oversubscribed, leaving parents scrambling to arrange transport to school for their children if they do not get a seat on their local bus. Every summer I speak with families from Carlow who are struggling to meet the costs of the return to school. And every summer... The school transport palaver adds significantly to their stress. Either they cannot get a seat for their child, or the costs associated with securing a seat will place a crippling financial burden on the family. Sinn Féin are proposing to invest €17 million to deliver 17,000 extra places in the next academic year, eliminate fees at a cost of €13.8 over a five-year government term, and allocate €5 million for the purchase of new school buses next year. Our plans will add more buses and routes, reduce carbon emissions from the transport sector, cut back-to-school costs for families and encourage the use of public transport from a young age. 
Crucially, our proposals will provide significantly more seats on the school transport scheme, removing the yearly stress for thousands of families trying to secure a seat on their local school bus. Sinn Féin have long stressed the importance of affordable and accessible school transport for all families. It is extremely disappointing that the government does not share this objective. School bus fees can add hundreds of euros to the back-to-school costs for families. In government, Sinn Féin will abolish these fees, taking some financial pressure off families at this time of year. In terms of climate action, the transport sector currently accounts for over 20% of our total carbon emissions. So if we are to meet our 2030 and 2050 climate targets, we need urgent action in this area now. Our expanded schools transport scheme would cater for 131,000 children daily, removing 40,250 car journeys from our roads each day, helping to reduce carbon emissions from the transport sector. Carlo Native publishes New Academic Book. Carlo Academic, Dr. Deirdre Dunleavy, has published a new edited volume with colleagues from across Europe that explores how multilingualism can empower a community. The book Multilingualism in Public Spaces, co-edited with Professor Robert Blackwood of the University of Liverpool, explores different contexts in which multilingualism can empower a community, overcome divisions and act as a tool for social cohesion. The volume, published by Bloomsbury, includes chapters written by Dr Dunleavy exploring the complex language policy and importance of place names to identity in Northern Ireland. Dr Dunleavy, a former pupil of Skullvergon Small and Presentation College Carlow, worked on Multilingualism, Empowering Individuals, Transforming Societies, an interdisciplinary project founded by the Arts and Humanities Research Council and headed by Cambridge University, that explored how the insights gained from stepping outside a single language, culture and mode of thought are vital to individuals and societies. Craft Fair in Tin Ryland was a runaway success. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Handmade candles, colourful crocheted blankets, personalised framed pictures. These were just some of the wonderful gifts and crafts that were on sale in Tin Ryland Park recently when the Parks Committee held their first craft fair and fun day there. We were aware that people had been going through a hard time recently, so we thought that we'd organise something for them. We also wanted to show off the park, while also giving craftspeople a chance to sell their products, said Jim Dean, a member of the Tin Ryland Park Committee. We got a fantastic response with over 20 stalls, plus various food trucks too. I went around to the stall holders afterwards, and they had a great day. We were delighted. There were plenty of food trucks peddling burgers and fast food, ice cream and crepes while the youngsters also got a chance to play games and partake in arts activities. The afternoon was supported by local families and businesses, including Lara Byrne, who owns the nearby McDonald's outlet on Junction 5 of the M9 motorway. The event was an ideal opportunity to show off the wonderful facilities in the park, including its tennis court, astroturf pitch, children's playground, adult exercise equipment and picnic area. The cost of maintaining the park is mainly met by local fundraising and community grants, so the proceeds from the craft fair will be much appreciated.